This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck. I'm a motorsports writer for The Athletic, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next is Noah Gregson, the Cup Series rookie for Legacy Motor Club. He's obviously having a little bit of a tough year, but he was still kind enough to speak with us. And, you know, Noah Gregson is just one of those great personalities in NASCAR, just so uniquely different than, uh, everybody else. And, you know, you might've seen him as sort of like the party guy, the funny guy cracking the jokes, but he's also got a very sort of introspective side. And I think that is going to come out, uh, during this interview. Um, you know, he's, he's honest about himself and what he's going through and things like that. So, uh, he's, it's interesting to see him grow over the years. We, we once did a 12 questions. I think the first time I did a 12 questions with him, it was in a one person bathroom at Martinsville Speedway because there was nowhere to record. So we went in this bathroom, uh, and <laughs> recorded the podcast there. Um, he's, that was when he was in the truck series, I believe. So he's, he's come a long way since then. Uh, we were in a very nice studio in, um, the art Institute of Chicago for this one. Uh, at the Chicago street race. So, uh, come a long way in that regard as well. Let's take a listen to this week's 12 questions with Noah Gregson. <laughs> all right, everybody. I'm here with Noah Gregson. For another what are you doing? Interview. I'm like all out of sorts today, Noah. Let's hope that the rest of the interview goes better than this. <laughs> uh, you must pick one chore or obligation to do every day for a year. But if you make it the whole year doing this, you never have to do it again for the rest of your life. So what would you like to knock out forever? feel like laundry would be a pretty good one. Yeah. You do your own laundry? Just no. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. No, I don't right now. Yeah. Um, but when I uh, am a single man, I do my own laundry, and it's not very fun. Yeah. No, I hear you. That's that's a nice perk that you have going for yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you describe how you are as a passenger in a streetcar? Uh, not probably very enjoyable. Um, it depends on the driver, but as a passenger, I'm always, you know, backseat driving telling, why didn't you go over there? Why are you going so slow? Or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm not, not a very good passenger. Annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But everybody who rides with me says I'm a really good driver. You're looking like that's a troll comment toward Kristen. They say I suck at driving, but I get places. Oh, okay. I get you places. Get there. Yeah, I get there. Okay. And I get there, um, you know, a minute before the ETA says. <laughs> it's a challenge to you. Yeah. The GPS yeah. thing pops up and you're like, no, I'm going to beat that. I'm going to beat that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is an app on your phone that you love using and think most people should know about? Um, I use Instagram a lot. Um, I also... When I'm on the airplane on the flights, I'll play this game called Balloon Tower Defense. Oh, yeah. 
It's Dude. like an old game that I played when I was literally in elementary school and still play it because you don't need service for it. Balloon Tower Defense 5. You play it? The problem is, okay. Oh, you do play only, it. Only a very few people are going to understand this, but once it gets to like the lead camo balloons, yeah. if you don't have the right, you're, uh-huh. you're done. You get yeah. to like that certain point when you're trying to go farther. Yeah, level 77. Yes, and it gets yeah. too much and it's and you're just done. It's over. It's very annoying. I, I, I've gotten... I've had to take a break from it, Noah. It's, I'm it's pretty good, dude. You're, you're good? Yeah. Uh, balloon Tower Defense. <laughs> that is, Look, I, don't, I don't buy the money on there. I've, no, no. I've earned well, everything that's, that's on it. That's kind of cheating if you, if you... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. So do you go through and try to get... Oh, you do. You've got to try to get the levels on. Oh, you have the hard level. The, yeah, impopable. Wow. Okay, I'm yeah. impressed. I don't have that metal on any uh, levels. I'm still trying well, to get so the gold one on. What you do is you rack up. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you my structure okay. later. Wow. Balloon Tower Defense. So who knew that, that that's where this interview would go? Yeah. What do you do to make yourself feel better when you're having a crappy day? Play Balloon Tower Defense. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, I try to go. Um, this year has been tough, obviously. And um, I have an office with some trophies from last year and throughout my career and Either that or look at pictures or just spend time with, you know, my friends. Yeah. Cheer okay. me up. Yeah. That's good. So um, I've asked readers to give me like Dear Abby style advice questions this what year. What does that mean? Like, Dear you know Abby? how like there's those advice columns and they're like, I don't know what to do. Like my mother-in-law's being yeah. difficult and like, what do I do? And then they answer. So I'm asking drivers to answer some of these questions that readers have submitted. And I'm just matching a different one up to each driver. So this one, somebody said... Um, I've started using dating apps recently, but I feel like my profile is not standing out from the crowd and I haven't had any success. What can I do? What can you, what advice can you give me to help me to be more successful on these apps? Was that Raja that gave you that? <laughs> no, it's not a driver. It's like oh, a, it's a not. fan. Yeah. Raja asked me the same question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, bro, like, what do I got to do to like be successful on these dating apps? Yeah. We'll keep it at that. I said, I don't know. Just if you match with a girl, like ask them what their Wendy's order is. <laughs> That's your icebreaker, like, huh? They're all going to say the nuggets, right? Or the Baconator. They're going to say the standard. They're going to say nuggets, fries, and a Frosty. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that too. Then it's a cheap first date. Because <laughs> then you're going to Wendy's. You don't have to spend a lot of money at a steakhouse. It's just, you got to think that stuff through, you know? Do you get free Wendy's if you No, go? I don't. Oh. Free but you Frosties. get the free Frosties. You get the free Frosties. Just yeah. no free. Okay. No free Wendy's. All right. Good plug, Noah. Very, very well done. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. This is a, a pop culture society debate question. So supposedly anyone from 1997 onward is considered Gen Z. You're born 1998 right on the border of millennial and Gen Z. So but what I am like I? Am I Gen Z or millennial? you're technically Gen Z, but you're like right on the border. So do you associate yourself with like the slightly older generation? Cause you've had to grow up and be mature and do a lot of the things that like maybe Gen Z kids haven't done yet in the real world. Or do you, you know, with TikTok and all the stuff that you do, like do you associate yourself with more of the younger generation? Like where do you think you yeah, fit? I mean, I was kind of the tail end of the the nineties kids, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and we didn't have phones or anything and like i i didn't want a phone growing up now you got kids who are five or six years old with phones it's like what the heck is going on you know every kid at dinner has an ipad in front of them um yeah kids are definitely growing up different i when i was you know in my teenage years that's when you started getting a phone or you know start playing video games and whatnot and that's where technology really i felt like started ramping up when the smartphones came out and everything um but you know for me i never really i was always outdoors kid so it is definitely different seeing kids now or all they do is want to call their friend on their phone they don't like you used to go through the neighborhood and ride your bike and yeah. build jumps with your bicycle and just you know go play basketball or something now it's like oh let's let's play basketball on our xboxes you know so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's definitely weird hmm. interesting okay um so this next one is a wild card question and uh so two years ago when we we did a story that you were very generous with your time and one thing you said was um, about your social media persona. He said, I'm teetering on the edge and every once in a while I go over, but if I don't get close to the edge, then people will say you're robotic and not interesting. I get told you're killing it on Twitter. You're doing everything great, but you can't do that anymore. Like what, what am I supposed to do? So two years later, now you're cup driver and everything. You've, you've gotten more, um, exposure in the world and stuff like that. Do you feel like you have a better balance? Are you still struggling, struggling to find how much you can share, not share? Like, where do you see all that with your strategy? I've kind of just stopped sharing. Oh, like they've, you can't win with the, I guess, corporate side of the sport. I'm not saying it's bad. That's what keeps our sport going. But if I don't have anything positive to say about hey we had a great race i don't even tweet anything out i mean i still battle the fine line like yeah you know you want to go to a, you know hang out with your buddies and go to dinner and you take a picture someone's got a cocktail on their hand it's a problem you know and it's it might be a you know just a coca-cola or something you know or whatever yeah. it may be but um Definitely still fight the same thing. Now it's kind of transitioned into, uh, you know, everything you've done on social media got you here. That's why you're here. But you can't do that. Mm. You can't do that right now. Um, And that sucks. Yeah. So I definitely want to be myself, and I'm burnt out almost too. Not in a bad way, but I just – it's not my priority. Mm -hmm. It used to be – um, you know, higher up on my priority list now. And so I'm just trying to finish a race. It feels like everyone asks you, like, you won all these races last year and you can't even finish a race this year. It's like, shit, like, yeah, I'm trying to work every day, you know? Yeah, that bumps social media down yeah. when you want to. Yeah, yeah, I don't even that, It's almost like social media once that that can come back once uh once things are going better and yeah like i mean it's weird and this deal you could you could go out and party your tail off every night you know all season long i mean night before a race and you go out there and win the race and everyone's like you got to go do what that guy's doing he's he's partying and that's why he's good because he's loose and then mm-hmm. you go do that 
and you have success and they're like that's why right there then a month later you you're not winning well it's because you're out doing this <laughs> or it's because you're doing that just people's right. people are so you know i guess in the moment of like everyone has an opinion when you're not running well and mm -hmm. what you need to fix but everything's acceptable and i'm not saying that example for myself but i'm just saying you know anything like yeah. that um they always always have an opinion and um when you're not doing good but everything's okay when you're when you, you are doing good so um it's a little bit of a double-edged sword that i'm kind of fighting right now yeah i, I don't blame you at all it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, in your career, what is the deal that came closest to happening that ended up not working out? Pretty much everything we've done, we've built really good relationships and have, I guess we, going into trucks, we met with GMS and KBM, um, but like the opportunity at K KBM, but that wasn't like something that got away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know on that. Okay. Uh, if, if you met, you know, say you're going to meet a celebrity or whatever, who is a person you'd be starstruck by when meeting them? Well, it's funny you ask that. So I've never really gotten starstruck before. I've always tried to play it cool and, you know, just think of everybody as a human being. Um, but Hardy came to the track and I'm a huge Hardy fan, like play his songs all the time. And so he was at the track last weekend and came by the hauler and he had to really carry the conversation and he could, I could tell that he could tell that I wasn't carrying the conversation. So he's like, well, where are you from? <laughs> Never met a guy from Vegas before. That's crazy. You're really from Vegas. And I'm like, just trying to kill time, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like tweaking out. Oh shit, this Hardy, you know, like had a loss of words for sure. That's awesome. That's, that's really yeah, cool. cool. You had the experience. Yeah. Uh, what is the single most important skill a race car driver can possess? Confidence. Mm, I love that it's confidence. Good. Yeah. And being able to maintain those, that confidence during the, the hard times. Yeah. I bet that's tough. What life lessons from a young age stick with you and affect your daily decisions as an adult? Um, to respect others and, uh, yeah, just try to work as hard as you can and, um, never quit you can't ever quit um you just gotta look at solutions rather than problems and figure out hey how can we how can we be better and improve from this instead of you know pointing the finger or whatnot so taking accountability i think is probably the most important thing um, that i've learned throughout my life and from my parents is like hey if you mess up the way i've always looked at it is if you take accountability, hey, that was my fault. That was my fault. The one time that everyone thinks it is your fault, you've earned their trust to say, hey, that that one wasn't my fault, you know? Mm. So, um, you know, situations where I've gotten 
into it in the past. Like last year at Road America, I took accountability for my actions and, uh, you know, there's consequences obviously with that, but I feel like, um, it's a lot more respectable to take accountability for your actions than just lie about it. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next person. And the last one I did was with Austin Sendrick. And he knew this was for you specifically. And he says, would you rather spend the rest of your life with three of your closest friends or 10 of your closest friends? Mm, That's actually a really good question. I know. I don't know how I would answer that myself. 10 of my closest friends. I think I get like, if I'm around somebody, like, that's why I'm kind of scared to get married one day. It's because like, if you're around somebody for like, every day for a summer you know you're gonna be pretty pissed off at that person eventually <laughs> yeah and annoyed yeah so i think i gotta have my options <laughs> i see what you're saying yeah but if you meet somebody that you don't get tired of that's a good sign yeah after a while. i know i haven't done that yet so <laughs> yeah someday no just keep looking yeah just keep looking uh, I don't know who the next interview is going to be with. So you can either ask a question I can ask anybody or when I know who it will be with, I can just get a question for that person. It's up to you. Um, yeah, it's so hard. I forgot that I have to ask a question. So text me, text me. And then I got to think about it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I will. Thank and you. It would help if I knew who it was for. Yeah. It, it always is easier that way. Yeah. I'm just have planned ahead enough. Um, thank you for doing this as always from the, yeah. uh, Martinsville bathroom to the art Institute of Chicago. That's right, baby. <laughs> Gave us a studio. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. There you have it. No Gregson on the 12 questions. Maybe not what you expected there, huh? I mean, uh, some sort of deeper answers there, um, about sort of the struggles and, um, you know, things that he has to still deal with as a young driver and a, as a rookie who's, you know, sort of struggling to find his way. Now, uh, we do know the next 12 questions. At this point, it is with Kyle Bush, and Noah submitted a question for him, which is, what is your favorite car that you've ever raced and at what track? So that is the question I will ask to Kyle Bush next week on the 12 questions. Hope you have enjoyed these interviews this year. Always open to feedback if you want to pass along any. And, of course, it always helps if you tag the drivers uh, in your reactions to the 12 questions so that they know people listen to it or read it uh, however you consume these anyway um, appreciate you as always for listening and I'll talk to you next time on the 12 questions podcast